Good afternoon. It's the first uh, of April, 2023, here in Vernon, British Columbia, and uh, I think spring has sprung. Ice is out of the lake north of us here, the big lake. I think it's been a while, so I think spring's basically here. <clears throat> it hasn't warmed up yet. You know, there's a little snow on the mountains. You can see snow on the mountains yet, but. Uh, it's on its way, and I'll bet you within a week you're going to see green grass. And maybe some temperatures in the 60 degree Fahrenheit and better, maybe. <clears throat> you know, it's uh, kind of uh, interesting to note that in the Bible, God basically says, or uh, Jesus said, I don't know who did, but that spring starts approximately in the uh, in the month of Abib, which I guess is April. And I think it's that it started around the 10th of April or something. That's when spring generally starts. And that's when the new year actually starts, is in the spring. In uh, God's uh, <laughs> timetable. Now, I, I can uh, relate to that really good. And I can say, well, you know, why are we saying that we live in a world that where and our calendar starts the new year at midnight on January the 1st, especially in this country, in the middle of a snowbank in Saskatchewan? What a deal. Ah, it's a poor place to start a new year. April the 10th would be a lot better. A new year, new growth, spring, all that. That makes perfect sense to me. Also, in God's week or whatever, the day stops at sundown. That is the end of a day. Now that's pretty obvious. It is sort of the, it's the end of a day, and then night starts. So it is the end of a day. Here, we are much smarter. We started at midnight after it's been dark for half the night, and the new day starts right at sundown. The old day ends right at sundown. That's the midnight hour in God's book. I can totally agree with that, too. I mean, his year or 360 days, not 365. And I don't know how he made it up. He made it up somehow with something, I forget. But, uh, you know, people, people think that uh, countries are powerful now. Imagine they've thought that for thousands of years. If they had an army, they thought they were more powerful and they could do this and not make you do whatever. You know, God doesn't have armies. He doesn't have airplanes. You know, he has an army, I believe. That's a big spiritual army. But his weapons are really powerful. They're 
natural, natural events that happen. Can, you know, clouds of burning sulfur, big clumps of burning sulfur. Where did it come? I don't know where they come from. That's what he did with Sodom and Gomorrah. Big, a burning, burning sulfur, just hitting and sticking to buildings and burning. That's a pretty tough thing to deal with. He, uh, he has lightning, he has floods, he has wind, and he has a huge sword of some kind, and uh, he rides in the some. In Ezekiel, there's a thing where this guy said he was standing on the shore of this lake or sea or whatever, and he saw this thing coming, skinning along the top of the water. And it had wheels within wheels underneath it, like, you know, and all these creatures standing on it. And uh, there was a throne on it, a person sitting on it and all these beings all around him, and uh, this was skimming across the water, just above the water, and uh, he gave a full description as best as he could of, of that. So, I guess God has vehicles of some kind. The, uh, you know, I can't, I think that being God is a spirit that he can just travel wherever he likes at a moment's notice. He can change himself to anything, you know. I don't know how, as a human being and as a man, I am able to understand that, or anyone. It's beyond me, and yet, I do believe that he exists and that he is real. Because basically the biggest reason is is because God is not a man. He's a, a spiritual entity power. And I think Je and Jesus is part of that power. He is that too. And uh, you know, the, the, the thing is, when you consider what it takes to build a, a planet, a universe, and we don't even know if there's any end to it, and if, whether this has been going on for forever or not, I don't know. A lot of things you don't know. But a, a, a slice of... Uh, indication how uh, how big God is. I mean, in our terms, we think of something that's big. And he comes along and says uh, he's going to build this city and bring this city on this planet that is 1,500 miles square. One side would be from Vernon, B.C. You want to look it up? In, Vernon, B.C. in British Columbia, Canada, to Los Angeles, maybe even a little farther. 
because that's about 1,500 miles, one side. And then turn that around and go up that high. And it's a cube of some kind. I don't think it's a, a pyramid. And I read the other day that someone said they somebody had calculated that uh, there had been about 122 billion people living on this planet to date. Is that, does that uh, fall into God's numbers? You know, we live for 60, 70 to 90 years now. I'll be 89 in three weeks. <laughs> and, uh, oh, they worried, you know, when I think when the population was about 6 billion, Oh, we're going to population. We got to get rid of people. Blah 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 blah. Now we're up to eight, and, and there's no problem feeding people. We're still feeding people, and we can feed more. And I'm sure. So this business of getting rid of people is just a farce, a, a human, a, a mistaken farce. And they're they're liable to do it. They just about did it with this pandemic. I think, who knows, maybe that was reason for it. The, uh, the world is a very, very dangerous place now, it seems like. The, uh, you know, I grew up in a country church area. The church was one mile across from our house was a Lutheran church. In my book, all that is, is a spin-off of the Catholic church, a sister church. But everything was just about there, except no Pope. And, like, preachers and whatever, who wore this white collar and gown and whatever, and we had to do catechism and stuff like that, and they went along with Christmas and Santa Claus and everything. Easter. I now follow a group that says no, uh, they don't do that. They follow the God's biblical holidays, which are quite a few. And I, I have never really celebrated anything except Passover, I guess. And uh, which I wouldn't mind doing again. But there's all these others. There's the Feast of Tabernacles, and that's quoted in the Bible as saying that's a very important one in God's book. He said if the people, when he's running the earth for a thousand years, when Christ is running the earth for a thousand years, they've got to come up and go to the Feast of Tabernacles. Or they don't get any rain. If you don't get any rain, you're going to starve. You won't like that. But the, uh, what I, Krista, what I wanted to talk about today is that it's really hard to, to uh, grasp the, the uh, immensity of, of um, God. And, you know, uh, he says, I'm, I'm not a man, and my ways are higher than your ways. But the thing is, 
You know, the Bible is, I forget how many verses, thousands of verses. And God does not exaggerate. He says, he says in a small little area, verse or whatever, what it would take man to cover a thousand books. And he never exaggerates. When he, what, what gets me is that he says God wants a family and he wants many sons. And when he, that leaves it wide open, doesn't it? How many are many? Ten million? A hundred billion? I don't think it'd be a hundred billion. I don't know. The other thing is, who's going to be in this kingdom? You know. Now, if it's just going to be the good guys or whatever, that's not going to work at all. He says that has no bearing on it whatsoever. The only thing that has a bearing on it is that if you you're supposed to believe in him, be baptized, and keep the commandments. And basically the main thing is that you have to believe that God sent his son to this earth before the, before the earth was created, before the world began. That was decided between him and the word. And the word was, became Jesus. And uh, it was decided that that was going to happen because he was going to have to give his, his uh Children, he calls them, free moral choice. They could go against him if they wanted to or go with him. And the ones that would really go with him are the ones he would choose to, because he had to have somebody of, of a certain type that could live eternally in his kingdom. They couldn't have a bad flaw of, like Satan or something. Jealousy, vanity, <clears throat> which is the hard thing, eh? it's a bad thing. And it, it, there's a lot of people that have that, especially women. Women are very susceptible to those things. Jealousy, vanity, and I don't know what greed so much, but it, I imagine it's there. Men also have greed. But... Uh, these things are these things are the qualifiers. When I look around in this town, I've got fifty thousand I live in, and I, I bet you there are ten, eleven churches at least. And when you look at the Friday afternoon evening paper, you see a full church page. Church uh, services at 10, 10 o'clock to 11, blah blah blah, and uh, on and on and on, except one. Uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church is on Saturday, on the Sabbath day. Now, I I have, I haven't lately, but I've, I've, quite a few times I've been out to their church out of town. It's about 10, 12 miles, no, 14 miles out of town. And uh, it's a country church very similar to the one I grew up with at home. Only at Seventh-day Adventist. Now, I don't belong to them or anything, 
but I do go to their church sometimes because to tell you the truth, it just everything's the same. I sing a few hymns, and one preacher gets up and talks about stuff. Take a collection, and that's it. Goodbye. See you next time. But uh, my problem with them is, I mean, they're keeping the commandments of Sabbath. I agree with that, and that's why I go to them. But to be basing their church philosophy on things like what what this woman wrote and, and believing this, I don't believe they should be believing any human over what Jesus Christ said. And uh, no, that's not right. They quote her all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think, it just doesn't seem right to me. But they're the only ones. Now, if I was watching a program here just lately and it said, what would Christ think of, of the Christian churches and Christianity if he came back to the earth now? Would he recognize them? And the guy talking about it said, no, he wouldn't. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be preaching his gospel at all. For one thing, they do all kinds of things that, you know, Romans come up with and, and uh, pagan stuff and, uh, you know, oh, we should do this and that. That would be so much fun. Let's do this, you know. And let's have fun. To, let the kids have some fun and whatever. There's nothing wrong with fun, but uh, it seems like I hate to bug about this, but women seem to lead people astray from the from God's uh, gospel because they want to play and have fun and have little deals and this and that. And we'll play with the children. We'll dress them up for Halloween and we'll do this and we'll do that. And we'll have Santa Claus and, you know, it's all phony stuff. That's not, uh, that's not God's way. And, uh, you know, like for instance, God in, in, I don't know what, I think it's in the Ten Commandments, it says, you shall have no graven images. Well, the Catholics got rid of that. Because that's all they do, and that's all they encourage. And they do that to get into uh, Aboriginal people and Indians and stuff where they, huh, that's all they do is make totem poles and worship bears and ravens. And then that's, that's okay with the Catholic Church. They don't care. Pay. Donate money to us because we like money. And now uh, they're uh, they're catering to all kinds of things. They they're they're terrible. And they, they have so much power in the world that I'm, I'm pretty sure that when the end comes, the Antichrist is going to be tied right in with the Catholic Church in Rome. I'm positive, positive about that. And because uh, Antichrist will use religion as much as politics or maybe more. Yeah. The thing is, 
it's not that hard. You know, Jesus didn't say, you know, you got to go and uh, proselytize or prost, I don't know what you, how you say it, your neighbor and tell him he's got to believe in Jesus Christ and that's it, come on now, blah, blah, blah. He didn't say that at all. He said, go, and, go out in the world and be a witness for me. Witness what I've done. And then he also says, no one can come to me except the Father draw them. And God says, if you don't believe that I sent Jesus, you don't have to put your name down. Your name won't be put down. So it's God that does it, not anybody preaching. Preaching helps because it uh, makes people think about it, and if they pray about it and ask for forgiveness or something, then it makes a difference, I'm sure. But to say they're saving people, I don't know. What, how can they do that if, it's, if it says only God can draw them to Jesus? And, Je if they, and Jesus said, I'm the, I'm the only way you will come to the Father. In other words, saying this, the only way you're going to get in to God's kingdom is through me. I'm the only, you have to come through me. And you have to believe in me. And you have to believe that I died for you. And all that stuff. It's not really complicated. And yet, I find, I've had friends, you know, like, basically the biggest problem I found with them is that they had too much money. And one of them died the other day. I think he was like about 84. He was a multimillionaire, car dealer, big car dealer. And uh, plus hotels, you know, all kinds of things. He was a good guy, and he was a friend of mine. And he... Well, he, you know, he invited me to his home in Mazatland one time. And anyway, he just, I guess they were doing something on a Sunday afternoon or something, and he, he, he was, uh, people over at his place, and he said, I don't feel very good. I think I'm going to go lay down for a while. He went and laid down, and he never got up. He just laid right down and died in bed. And yet, he said he tried to believe and he couldn't. He said, I can't. And we'd argue about it. Sometimes him and I would get hollering in the car about stuff. <laughs> and uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't budge. So, I mean, but, you know, didn't, didn't hurt our friendship or anything. But, you know, we made it darn plain, but no. And I mean, he was generous. Yeah, he, uh, his hand wasn't slow when it come to pick up a bill out there. He, he was the one who picked it up. He didn't want anyone else picking it up. Um, <laughs> and he did things for people, too. For instance, in Mazatlan, nobody came from Rocky Mountain House or Alberta. If he knew them, he'd be at the airport to meet them where there's new Cadillac. And he had a new Cadillac every year. That was his deal in selling his... <laughs> his dealership to his son. He said, I'm going to have, I want a new Cadillac every year. And he did. And he drove, he, for years and years and years, they drove down there to Madison's land. Took their time, drove through the States. Got to, uh, I don't know, Yuma or someplace there and kept going. And he said it was paved road, good road all the way. And uh, 
And of course, he was like a headquarters down there for all these people that went to Mazatlan. They ended up at his place at 4 o'clock in the afternoon for drinks. Everyone, every day. He was right on the golf course, and he had a home there, not a, not a unit or anything. It was a full house with a, you know, patio outside, bedrooms upstairs and down. Yeah, oh no. And he bought it early. Like he'd had that for 30, 40 years, I think. And uh, when he bought it, he was about a block and a half, two blocks from downtown. And the golf course, the town built up around the golf course. Ha! <laughs> ah, yeah. I, you know, I it was a bit sad when he died. And especially when I realized, you know, he. His money doesn't do him any good, I know that. I prayed, I've asked God to bless him and to let him be in God in Christ's book of life. I've asked him that. You know, I hope that that's a possibility that can be done. Anyway, that's kind of enough rambling, isn't it? I hope you're all doing well, and I hope you're looking for spring forward to spring as much as I am. That's another spring for me. And that's been 89 of them now. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's, it's such a good time of year. I mean, it really is. And it, it fits right into humans. Humans just thrive on it. So, if you'd like to subscribe to this little deal, it'll let me know. It'll let I will let you know when we put another video on or something. Thank you very much. Have a good day and God bless you.